Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Cinemates regulars Pat Hogan and Jesse Keogh, and together with Pat and Jesse, we discuss the iconic rom-com Notting Hill, directed by Roger Mitchell and starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. While drinking Brewdog's Hop Fiction, we chat about Will's selflessness, the worst wingman of all time, and that iconic line that always gets us in the feels. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors now. Gentlemen, Pat, Jesse, welcome back. Thank you. Cinemates, loyal members, how are we going? Good, mate. Good, mate. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. Well. Could be a bit rusty, but um, got the Cinemates hat on. So I'm hoping <laughs> that, that channel's a bit of inspiration for me. It's It's been to all parts of the globe, all hasn't it? All parts of the globe. I wanted to represent the brand <laughs> as, a, as an unofficial ambassador. And I think I've, I can um, say that I've grown the following base internationally. <laughs> you have. Very loyal, man. Um, but we got one of your favorite films, if mm. not your favorite, mm. Notting Hill. Um, and we're going to have some great yarns. But before we do, quick shout out to our amazing sponsor, Brewdog Australia, Carbon Negative Craft Beer Brewer. And we're not actually drinking their beers. It is a Monday. <laughs> I don't know if you guys wanted one. Uh, or are no, you good? The Monday after a big weekend and I've been drinking, I think, my entire time <laughs> in Sydney and I'm going sober for the next month. So. Yeah, good. But I, I'm a big fan of the Brewdog. I, um, so. I think I'm probably on the same page. So that's that's <laughs> good. But let's get in. We'll dive straight in. Um, one word, five-star rating. I'll kick it off. Please. My word was miss because <laughs> they what? kept... They kept. It's not what you think. They kept just like missing each other like... You know, being on different wavelengths mm. and like one person would stuff something up and the other would like choose, make a decision based on that. That makes it what it is, which is great. But I just thought of miss as the word as something different. And I gave it a four out of five. Um, probably could go higher, but rewatched it today and it was good and it was funny. Um, but yeah, it didn't make me cry or anything. Um, what about you guys? I rating wise, I'd probably go a, a strong four point five. Nice. I don't really throw around fives often. Yeah, um, yeah. But if I was to, it would probably be this one. But <laughs> I'll stick to the four point five. And my word would be quintessential. Okay. I think when, I, when I think of a rom com, yeah. it's probably the first one that I think about, mm. and, and not in the sense that it's like every other rom com. I think it's yeah. just almost the perfect rom com. Mm. It's not too cheesy. It's got great humor, subtle humor. We'll talk yeah. about it a bit. The ensemble were great. Mm. Um, the storyline's great, and it's one of those ones that you can sort of flick on. Yeah. every few months and Love it. not be sick of it yeah. type thing. So, yes, quintessential is what Love I would go it. with. Love it. Good word. Extremely well said. Yeah, I'm backing in a 4.5 as well here. And I think word-wise, is heartstrings one word? Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. they get tugged on DJ hard. Heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, heartstrings get tugged on very hard in this um, 
in this film and, and always one to come back to as well. If you're feeling a little bit uh, loved up or mm. if you're feeling a little bit blue, missing a significant other, it's um, – <laughs> anyway – some one of my friends has told me that before. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who that uh, was. No, great, great, great flick, and definitely worthy of the four point five. Yeah, good. Well, let's dive in. This could be an icy take, but um, Pat mentioned this as well when <laughs> he saw me watching the movie. There's a certain song throughout it mm. that is played at the start and the end. Mm. She, yeah, Elvis Costello. <laughs> I, I kind of hate it. I kind of um, like it a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's Just in the opening montage, like I understand they have to um, show who like Anna Scott is and how big she is, but I like sort of found myself skipping through it. I was like, fuck, I really don't like sitting through this. I agree with you at the beginning. It doesn't really fit, but I think that ending sort of montage yeah. Yeah. where um, they're at the press conference and then it's sort of going to the wedding mm. and having the kid and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. The ending. And I do remember nice. when I first watched the movie, I was like, this song's kind of catchy. <laughs> yeah. I've added it to a few playlists. So. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's in my what Spotify. What sort of playlists are we talking? Oh, I think it, there's a there's a crying playlist involved. <laughs> <laughs> a dark. And they're just an all-round all round yeah, playlist. Nice. So yeah. I do agree with what you said, but I think outside of that, it's it can be... Yeah. I mean, late 90s, mm. it sort of needed that slow, sort of beautiful song summing up yeah. his I mean, sort of feelings, I suppose. It definitely does encapsulate like the melancholy of running a bookstore that only has travel books. I think mm. as well. Mm. It's like if I could think of one song and one occupation that match perfectly, it's probably that. Mm. Definitely. <laughs> I think as well on your word quintessential, mm. I sort of hadn't watched this in a while and just the way it sort of evolves like at the start, obviously meets her in the bookshop, a lot of humour <laughs> sprinkled throughout with these like shitty customers um, and then when – she gets the orange juice spilt on her, mm. cleans it up back at his house. Mm. Then she leaves. Then she comes back and gets like a bag or something and she yep. just kisses him. Yeah, I was I was like just finding myself watching it being like, wow, this is like really nice. Yep. And like um, again, not too unrealistic. That's what I was going to say. I think it tries Maybe to be very find, realistic. Well, yeah, it kind of finds that weird balance between – realistic and unrealistic because mm. i mean i'm sure this doesn't happen all too often <laughs> yeah. um, what like celebrities and well yeah i mean i'm sure it does that maybe we just don't hear about right but yeah. i think it does it in a way and i think and i might touch on it now i mean the way that the the friends are portrayed will's mm. friends and i think the way that they're used especially at that dinner party scene where yeah. at first they're just starstruck by this movie star they think mm. she's above them in, in every single way and sort of throughout that whole meal they sort of come to this realization that she is just an ordinary person yeah yeah and using the whoever gets the last brownie whoever's had sort of the saddest story yeah, and obviously yeah. there's the friend in the wheelchair there's the friend that's just been let go from his job and then mm. she sort of pops up at the end being like well why not me mm. and they sort of find that funny at first but when she goes into detail around how she's been on a diet for years yeah she is followed every minute of every day yeah Her photos are posted in the press i'm sure julia roberts at the time probably being one of the most famous yeah. movie stars in the world could mm. relate to that but yeah sort of winning over her friends and um sort of them coming to that realization that she just wants that that normal life. Yeah. And they sort of used Notting Hill as a location itself to be that anti-Hollywood mm, where yeah. it can be a little bubble away from the rest of the world and everyone there is just living their out their normal lives and that's yeah. what she's always wanted. And Will is obviously probably the most normal guy you could have mm. just being a guy who runs a bookstore, lives in yeah. Notting Hill. He's not overconfident or arrogant. He's very shy and quite bumbling and is kind of a good rom-com character compared to maybe some of the cheesy ones where mm. they are really confident and think they can get the girl. This is quite the opposite. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a good way to sort of use all those different characters who all have their own little intricacies, like the roommate or the colleague. Yeah. And it's just nothing's in your face. It's just so subtle mm, um, yeah. that it, it works very really subtle. well. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially when the like contrast of the customer who's like stealing the book <laughs> and he's like, what book? <laughs> and then, it's just small stuff like that, right? Like yeah. it's not in your face funny. Yeah, exactly. It's just like really, yeah. Humor was yeah. like very subtle in that way. And also like compared to like Will compared to him, he's like, can I have your autograph? And he's like, do you want my number as well? And she's like, no. Like, yeah, he doesn't even know who it is. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's just like chill and very nice. And that was again something different and more normal, which is what she likes. Question for you both because I, I don't really know because I obviously the f- film made Notting Hill way more popular. Mm. Um, at the time, was it just like a very normal suburb in London or? I think it's still quite, it was, it's always been well known. There's the Portobello markets that yeah. um, there's a great montage of him walking through the seasons, mm. um, which sort of shows him walking down that main road, um, yeah. which shows the market. So I think it's definitely put it on the map. Even more so, right? Um, but it was still quite, still notable. quite, yeah. I think it's still, but I think a lot of people, and I lived just around the corner for a few months mm. um, when I was in London. As people are going there to see yeah. the Blue Door, there's <laughs> the actual bookstore, and then there's a sort of a um, novelty souvenir store mm. um, as well. Fun fact, actually, that Blue Door sold for eleven thousand dollars at auction soon just after the, the movie. Door just the itself. door itself, oh, wow. because the house. Wow. It, the house that they filmed in front of became like so popular. Yeah, that people were just hounding whoever lived in this house. <laughs> Give me the door. So they were like, they just took it off the hinges and just like, sent it to auction. Oh my! And God. now I think there's just a normal door on this house. So <laughs> damn, this is the touch. Yeah. Um, was that a tactical choice to live in Notting Hill? It actually. Of this? I mean, I'm sure I always wanted to live in Notting Hill. Yeah. In the back of my mind, it actually d- didn't end up being that way. I was just fortuitously <laughs> in the area. Um, nice. But then I tried to find my my own Julia Roberts for a while there. <laughs> Any success? No, or? No. <laughs> of course not. Maybe you're still going through the seasons. I am. She's man. around. Yeah, the we're corner. in winter now, and I'm sure when spring comes, could uh, bloom into a new love story. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Wish you all the best. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I think the the dinner scene. We can dive more mm-hmm. into there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really love how the friends, like, they're a bit more normal and just these, like, very everyday people. And, yeah, that seeing all their reactions to, like, this is Anna. And yeah. then... A bit of naivety from some, a bit of, like, yeah. awareness from others. Like Yeah, the guy that works in finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's Bernie where he's like, what's the pay like in movies? Yeah. <laughs> Last movie, how much do you get paid? Uh, and she's, like, just so, like, nonchalant, like, yeah, 15 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, splendid. That's great. Oh, (laughs) He's a bit of a loser. Yeah, Yeah. he's just a complete idiot. Um, And obviously his sister, Honey, who's just like, you know, (laughs) follows her into the bathroom and stays in there a bit too long. And then, yeah, when she is in the bathroom, how they all sort of come together and they're just like start pissing themselves Mm. that they've like, that one, Anna Scott's in the house too, that, She's on a date, date with, with her, Will. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then all their like stupid reactions. Um, again, made it very real and probably would have been very f- refreshing for this like huge actress. Mm. Um, and I think it, like the friends then outside of that dinner scene throughout the whole movie, they do play a really big part in Will's life. Like mm. when um, he realizes that Anna is in a relationship with um, Alec Baldwin, which we may touch on in a, yeah. little, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, they play that really supportive role of trying to get him back on the horse. There's like that montage of him meeting tens of girls, going mm. over to dinner every night. They're always the one <laughs> trying to get him back out there to get yeah. over this girl because clearly they knew how much of an effect 
mm. she had on him. Yeah. And then I love Spike's probably one of my favorite characters, the, the housemate. <laughs> yeah. He then starts dating the sister and getting more involved and they play such a big role in even getting him to that press conference mm. at the end of the movie. Like they yeah. all cram into the car and make sure that he gets there and gets to say what he wants to say because he obviously regretted not saying it in yeah. the bookstore. Um, so I think throughout the whole movie and they all provide their own little role, mm. it just sort of does sum up that normal life that you really do rely on that circle of friends and she probably didn't have that. She's always been alone. Yeah. Um, she, she had guys and whatnot, but not yeah. someone like Will who has that support network where you can tell that he's such a good guy based off the people yeah. around I him. Think, um, yeah, that was definitely a good battle between like Will pushing her outside of her comfort zone, but also her being like, you're so unaware of like the things that you're saying when you don't realize this is such a significant challenge for me right now as well. Mm. Like in the sushi restaurant, like when that kind of scene took place, like that was so cool. When the guys are yeah. like talking shit about her. I've got yeah. a great fun fact about that, that yeah. scene. So, oh, please you know, tell. obviously they're, they're having the, yeah, they're chatting about her. Will yeah. hears it. He's like, I need to say something. Yeah. Mm. Has the go at him. And then they're like, all right, let's just leave type thing. So Anna's line that she came back with was Julia, Julia Roberts, not off script, off script where she comes back saying, I'm sure you have dicks the size of peanuts. <laughs> no Enjoy the dinner. The tune is really good. That's so she so fully, fully ad libs that line. Oh my and it God. is so iconic as yeah. well. That is so iconic. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good scene. Though. Wow. That, yeah. Maybe that actually happened to her and she was able to just whip that out. It probably would have, to be honest. I'm sure yeah. that happens all the time. <laughs> that would, there, it was, it's the, like, can't even speak. The way that that scene sort of played out as well, they're like saying nice things and then it sort of gradually gets worse and they're like, nah, this is like messed up. But you like just can't imagine being in public as like a celebrity and like hearing stuff like or even on like social media. There's not really social media in this movie. Um, but yeah, that scene and like at least Will having a crack mm. to like defend her because I think at this point they've, He's, they've been to the dinner and this is like maybe their second date or something. Mm. Um, but we also had the like horse and hound oh, yeah. where he had to wait around for ages in the hotel thinking that he was just going to like meet up with her. Yeah. And then he has to like interview everyone like all day long, all the cast. And then <laughs> she's like, uh, Mr. Thacker, like, have you got a minute? He's like, no, please, no. <laughs> so he's like been through all this stuff and he's like obviously really likes her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to defend her and then just, yeah, these gronks, that, yeah. that's a great line. The horse and hound thing is great too. Yeah. I, had, I had a good friend of mine have that as his occupation on um, Hinge for ages. And <laughs> oh, really? It was like rider at the horse and hound and <laughs> the girls that did respond picking up on that were the ones like, okay, these might be the ones for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. such a big It's a good fan. filter yeah. if that's like a favorite movie of yours. Yeah, yeah. And I know we said um, that this story can be quite realistic, but I, I did see that Hugh Grant actually said that the director, he had a friend um, and he won't admit to it, but he said in a drunken moment, his friend explained this story about how he was at Harrods one day, which is this big shop in, mm. in London, um, and actually met a very famous woman and ended up taking her back to his flat in Notting Hill. No so way. it is kind of based off a true story in some wow. ways. And apparently um, when they did this famous person come back to London, um, their affair would actually reactivate itself. Wow. And no he's way. never divulged who this famous friend is. And I'm sure there's been rumors that have been spun around who mm. this is, but... The fact that it kind of is based on a true story and then they probably wow. just use that to sort of romanticize, romanticize it a little bit yeah. more to have maybe more of a happy ending. Oh, my God. Um, so I think some of these things might have actually happened yeah. and he might not be wanting to detail. I don't know if maybe not the horse and hound part <laughs> itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even that, that dinner scene where, as you said, Julie Roberts might have said that before or mm. that sort of thing. It's kind of cool to that, that might have actually happened in real life, but we just yeah. don't know. No one actually knows who it is. Wow. So not I think, to speculate. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, you just sort of imagine what you would do in this situation. 
Um, yeah, obviously, like, what would you do? <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably have messed it up probably immediately <laughs> and said too much. <laughs> I don't think Michael's response should be uh, should be aired to the public. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like Will is a very noble man and he handles it quite well, probably in the best way possible, especially the end, which we can touch on. Um, do we want to get on to, oh, actually we, we didn't talk about after the dinner a scene I really love is when they go for that like walk, mm. go into the park. Yeah. Um, but before they do like, um, Will is trying to climb the fence and he keeps falling and saying like whoopsie daisies yeah. and, <laughs> and it's just like pissing herself. But in that moment, I reckon their chemistry, like Hugh Grant and Julia, um, was just so good. They're obviously like pissing themselves at the yep. scene. Um, but what did you guys think of just the garden scene after that? Because it sort of comes yeah. back at the end. I think, yeah, the chemistry you mentioned too, because I mean, Hugh Grant's been in so many rom-coms. He's yeah. in pretty much all of them. I think <laughs> this is one of his better ones in terms of mm. the way he gets along with the partner. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I did notice walking around Notting Hill, there are so many of those private gardens that are just so beautiful. Mm. Um, and I have imagined walking past and jumping over one of those fences <laughs> and it definitely wouldn't be easy. And they, yeah. he made sure that to show us that it wasn't. <laughs> um, but I think the way they also tied back at the end of the movie where she's lying on his lap mm. and she's pregnant and it sort of comes full circle that yeah. now they can enjoy this beautiful moment together. And it's probably the first time that they realized that what they had could be a real thing. Mm. And this whole time we later found out that she was, yes, had this actual boyfriend that Will probably didn't know about because he maybe didn't pay attention to the media, but yeah. I'm sure it was very public. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people would have known she had the boyfriend, but maybe she picked up on it quite quickly that she didn't know who he was. Mm. He didn't know who she was. Sorry. Didn't know she had a boyfriend, but she's, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed when that first happened and being like, I thought this was a great girl, but she's been hiding this whole thing mm. from him the whole time. He did get pretty screwed over in many ways. Yeah. Um, so it's not, as I said, it's not your prototypical rom-com where it's that natural love arc. Yeah. So where, where other movies may have, there's always going to be a spanner in the works in these movies, but that one maybe I just didn't show. And the fact that Alec Baldwin was able to play this absolute oh, douche as well. Yeah. And, he, and he has to pretend that he works at the hotel yeah. and be room service. Yeah. And, and the fact that he actually goes along with it and not even like has a go at Anna or walks off. I mean, I just, your heart breaks in, in that sense. Yeah, so you, he, you're on that high from the garden scene yeah. and then so quickly you crash straight back down and it's like, God, this guy's a douche. Oh man. It's I wanna, such a I want a federal inquiry one. into the casting director. <laughs> it definitely in cahoots with Alex Baldwin, Alec Baldwin rather. But do you think that he's, he, he played it so well? He did. Because he's such Upon a Upon reflection, dick. yeah, he's like that perfect <laughs> douche. Like, um, <laughs> like it, it encapsulates it so well. But yeah, I don't know who I'd rather now that I'm thinking about it, but I just I, think it wasn't a logical option. I think he does play it well. Like he's obviously, we obviously don't like him and he's very hateable. Um, but yeah, the way the scene plays out, we're on that high, as you said, and she's like, I need to go inside. Just give me five minutes. Goes up and we're just smashed in the face with this background like, oh shit. She looks all worried. We don't know why. And then it just keeps playing on and Will just has to cop it yeah. as like room service and play along, which is very, again, like nice of him. Like he's sort of protecting her because she's obviously, you know, gotten with Will having had a boyfriend, um, which I think sort of gets thrown under the rug a little bit because it is, yeah, quite mean for Will to have to deal with that. And then he has to pick up the plates. Oh, my God. Can I have like it a makes me really just cold about water? It. Yeah. It's like, yeah. can you imagine having oh. to do that? Just like, your heart breaks in real time. Yeah. He's just the, literally the nicest guy on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
anyone else would have probably chucked up a stinker oh, and had absolutely. a go at them. But the fact that he's just clearly so in love with her, he's just mm. doing everything he can to maybe not ruin it down the line or he's probably still holding out hope that this may not be what it seems to yeah. be and all that sort of thing. But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's tough to watch, but he, he does come back. Um, what do we think? Because sort of after this, this is like their first falling out um, and Spike's talking to him and he's like, come on, open up. And he's like, yeah, look, like I think I've opened like Pandora's box with this like this woman and he, and Spike's like, yeah, I knew a girl called Pandora once. Didn't get to see her box though. And he's like laughing like, hee, hee, hee. it's like Spike is just such an idiot. I, I read as well that the actor who played Spike, I don't know his name. It's yeah. bad of me. I should probably know that. He... He literally comes across as literally like the dirtiest guy. (laughs) So I read that he literally lived in a tent during the filming, didn't really shower much, like got so into his role. Oh my God. That he almost lived as as spy. (laughs) Like method acting. Yeah, literally method acting. Oh my God. Which is taking it to a bit of another level. I know the t shirts and the god. What about when he walks into the bathroom and she's having a bath? And he's yeah. like reading the paper and like he just like double takes. I had to sing it's the best scene. And he's like, oh my just God. Tracking. Yes. He's like, when, thank you. And he's the one that almost blows it when um, she calls the house and he's there and he's using the fake name. No, she's using the fake name at yeah. the hotel yeah. to try and um, obviously not let people know that Julia, oh, Anna Scott's staying at the um, the hotel and he's like trying to remember it for ages. Yeah. And if he didn't remember it, maybe the whole the whole love story never It was Fred Flintstone or something or, yeah, or something yeah. like Flintstone. that. Flintstone, yeah. So he is quite he, pivotal in that way. Like he, he's, well, he's pushing Will as does well. That, yeah. the, he tells a few people at the pub, which causes the paparazzi to come. True. He was the one that actually, yes. And then he spurs to, it on at the end. Mm. So he's pretty critical, but that's crazy about <laughs> the actor going to such length. It is true. I forgot about that whole thing that he was the one that, that leaked it to the press mm. that yeah. Anna Scott was there and then they all rock up and <laughs> Will walks out in his underwear and then Spike walks out in his underwear too and yeah. starts posing yeah, for yeah, the like pictures. Flexing. And like, <laughs> I mean, this problem has become even more affluent now with like nudes being leaked and all this sort yeah. of stuff. But yeah. back then in the late 90s, it's like all about the papers and the paparazzi. Yeah. And as I said, I'm sure Julie Roberts went through similar things and whatnot, but the fact that it was able to be portrayed in a way in a movie, then she was able to act on it. And yeah. tells, yeah, a real real story. But um, I guess that's what happens when it, you live in the public eye. It's mm. just, it was sort of bad from Spike to, to throw her under the bus in that sense. But he does come around and eventually save yeah. the day, I guess, yeah. couple things with how that plays out as well is, first, um, she comes back because of the leaked photos. Uh, he like sort of lets her have a room upstairs and Spike comes in and is like, look, you've got this girl, you know, she doesn't have a boyfriend now. You really like her. You get along. Like, what are you doing on the couch? Like, sort of go upstairs. Yeah. And then he's like, no, like, she's obviously vulnerable, which again is like so, like, respectful of him. Um, but Spike's like, like, can I have a go then? <laughs> Do you mind if I have a go? And then he's like yelling at him to piss off. And then he hears someone. Sod off. Yeah, he hears yeah, yeah, someone yeah. come back. He's like, please sod off. And she's like, all right. And you're like, oh, shit. Uh, you think he's ruined it, but then they have like a lovely um, time together, which um, housemate Ollie made a comment. They don't show too much, which is what I like, like in terms of sex scenes and mm. stuff, like mm. just enough. More the romance. More the romance. Yeah. They sort of wake up really cutely, like at either ends of the bed and they're just yarning about like breasts and stuff. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorite lines when she's like something along like, can I stay longer? And he goes, yeah. 
You Can Stay Forever. Yeah. It's like one of the more iconic uh, lines from the movie. I think I said it to you yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it popped did. up on Instagram. It's just absolutely beautiful seeing that. And yeah, as you said, that bed scene the next morning, I think, is yeah. just waking up, sun's there, and it's mm. just more the romance itself rather than maybe the physical aspect. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're on this massive high. The romance is like peaking and then the press is downstairs. And then, yeah, Spike obviously does his stuff. Straight yeah. back down. Little bit of humor with um, Spike coming back in. He's like, well chosen briefs. And he's like, <laughs> he's like checking that his like buttons. That's a good impression. Yeah. <laughs> We're just taking the, the piss at home. <laughs> yeah. um, the Welsh, Welsh accent, very funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great line, stay forever. Um, I think you get that kind of sense as well. Again, that like Anna just can't trust a men. Fair enough, and yeah. B like just like is like just disgusted by like the tabloids and like the press. Like she makes a really like kind of yeah big indication that she has a lot of disdain for like mm. particularly the British tabloids. Like yeah, they're really intense. Um, but yeah, it's just like obviously set, she's up against a wall again, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's like trying to sort of. Um, console her and be like you know it's gonna like brush yeah. away and she like obviously is very angry at him um and again will is like to spike like did you tell anyone and he just sort of cops it like he could be angry at spike for ruining it but he's just like yeah very accepting of the situation and then we get the yeah the amazing scene walking through the seasons i think like i didn't really realize the first few times i watched this that it's obviously all one mm. shot I was, wondering, I was wondering that because there was some stuff they could do, but then there's the winter where it's <laughs> snowing and it looks yeah. very real behind it. So I, I am interested to in how they do that. But, yeah, it would have been a very interesting like sort of... Production. But it, it was a cool way to show like obviously the time progressing and he's yeah. he's trying to move on, but he's sort of yeah. stuck in that mm. past. And as I said, he's meeting all those different women that the friends are introducing him to, but clearly that none of it is even remotely what he no. felt before and there's nothing yeah. he can really do about it. It almost gets to this point before she does come back into his life that he's going to have to settle. I suppose, mm. and he starts to maybe not. Oh, look there's at, like a normal one. Yeah, there's semi. sort of a normal one, but he's still. You could tell he's having those reservations, but yeah. you can almost see that click in his head, being like, "Well, I'm not gonna keep doing this, mm. and she's never gonna come back. So yeah. I can't keep looking for what I had with her because it's almost too unrealistic." I suppose. Yeah. Again, interesting conversation between like Will and the friend in yep. the wheelchair yep. and um, her husband. Um, He's like saying how he was only in love with like two people other than Anna, obviously his wife who left him and then uh, the woman in the wheelchair, which I find interesting. But they're obviously like so close. Mm. They're able to talk about these things. But yeah, he is sort of thinking about settling. Um, And then what's the catalyst for her coming back? Uh, She's She's filming. filming She's back, yeah, and she was filming that sort of – she's wearing all the old English clothes, Mm. right? And then he goes to the movie set – she yes. thinks that he's like ignoring. Oh no! And then he gets the um the, the, headphones. the headphones out and hears her talking about him. And then again, he's like, "Well, God, I let my guard down again." Yeah. She obviously didn't know he was listening. <clears throat> and then he's like, "Well, this is sort of almost maybe the closure that he needed mm. now." Mm. Saying, "Okay, I'm not even going to bother. This yeah. is it. I can move on." Type thing. Yeah. And, and again, walking away was such like a like kind of fist in the air for me. I was like, finally, like just like put it to bed. Like that's yeah. just like it was a good little win, but. Um, like you felt like the ball was back in his court a little bit, yeah. like not chasing as hard, which was good. Yeah, and the other thing is like, yeah, he would. I think it's like six months, and he like recognizes that he was like very, um, you know, antisocial with his friends and like being like really down. But then to have the courage to go to the set and like ask for her, um, and she's like, yeah, there's things to say, but then she just like throws him out. 
Um, and then she obviously comes back to the bookstore mm. with the amazing um, sort of, of request mm. and the piece of art. Um, what do you guys think of that scene? There's obviously some iconic quotes in there. <laughs> Can be a tough watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously. Are you siding with her at this point? I mean, yeah, this is the thing, right? Like he's had so long to think about what he wants to say, but mm. I'm sure in his mind, and you sort of realize this after the scene that he didn't say anything he wanted to. And from her perspective, I'm sure she's never really been told no before yeah. or yeah. Probably, probably been rejected ever. Mm. And yeah, the way that she sort of puts herself out there again, she's probably never done that either. Mm. Um, she's in, in a new environment doing that. And she clearly has strong feelings. She almost doesn't know how to convey them. Yeah. yeah. And then, Will, for God knows what reason, <laughs> probably just doesn't want to get hurt again. Yeah. So well, he sort he, of says that, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does sort of say that. And he's like, look, clearly I do too, but it's I've been through too much type mm -hmm. thing and I need to move on yeah. with my life. Yeah. Which can be fair enough. And it's probably looking after yourself more. It's probably one of the mm. first times that he makes a selfish decision. As yeah. we yeah. said, he's very selfless and yeah. constantly is um, looking out for others type yeah. thing. So now he's finally doing something for him. Mm. Um, but it can be a tough watch knowing just if he says yes, the movie could probably wrap up there yeah. and then yeah. live happily Happen, ever yeah. after. Yeah. And also like um, firstly, I think Julie Roberts like acting in that scene is just phenomenal. Like yeah. when she reacts to being told no – and she's like obviously trying to put on a bit of a brave face, but she's like holding back tears. Yeah, um, yeah, probably hadn't been rejected before. Mm. She also, if you think about it, she'd brought the painting and and she said she had it in her hotel room. So she'd put all this like thought and effort. She hadn't obviously done it because she'd been filming, um, and she'd gone to the store and you know thought about this whole speech to him. So she yeah. put in quite a lot. And then to just be like ripped mm. away. It was, yeah, incredibly, incredibly acted, incredibly like written as well. Like mm. even the yeah. intermission where the mum's calling um, oh, and yeah. he has to take the call. Yeah. And then like, there's kind Marty, of this weird. Marty has to talk to yeah. her. I love yeah. Marty as well. Yeah, I love He's Marty. so weird. Yeah, if I paid a wet blanket. Oh, no, it was like if I employ a wet, wet blanket, would I have to pay it as much? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then like, I mean, like even the intermission, then you come back and like, um, Anna Scott's just like standing there, like like hard in hand kind of thing. So mm. like, oh, like can we like get back to it? Yep. And he's like, you were saying, um, yeah, yeah. But the whole thing about like you know, I live in Notting Hill, you live in Beverly Hills. Yeah, my mother doesn't even remember my name. Mm. Like, was just such a good like yeah, little like dialogue. Finally, mm. getting realistic about it. He's yeah. saying no. Like, yeah, mm. it was great. Do you want to say the iconic line, Mike? You do it. Me. It's your favorite <laughs> yeah. film. Take it away. I'm also just a girl. <laughs> standing in front of a boy asking him to love me. Wow. It tears it, the, the heartstrings come oh, back yeah. into this one. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone just shot me. Watching right. it today. Yeah. It's just so... After a big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> After a big weekend, a lot of emotions, running high. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful delivery and it is, it does sort of bring it back because you're like, yeah, she's got this like, you know, what you would perceive as like an amazing life but the reality we've heard from a experience she doesn't like it and yeah she is just a girl at the end of the day um and she is putting herself out there for this more normal life um but again for him to sort of say no and put himself first <clears throat> is um it would have been very hard and on that point just quickly um housemate ollie uh showed me this song and you guys <laughs> like your house music but someone's made this oh, no. you might have heard this <laughs> Just a girl. 
actually a good tune. Yeah, as I well. like it. Uh, for the listeners out there, it's called Asking Him to Love Her by All Kane on SoundCloud. If I heard that on a dance floor, yeah. like without any warning, I would <laughs> probably <to>. cry. Yeah. <laughs> the oh. emotions would just come over yeah, me. I know. Yeah. And I looked at my mates and I'm like, oh my God, that's love you. This. I, I love, love you guys. I love you, bro. <laughs> um, amazing. But yeah, incredible scene, incredible acting, tough decision. Yeah, obviously then consoles his friends at the restaurant, which is shut down. Yeah, I think that's a great scene. Yeah. Um, back to the whole yeah. friends thing. They're, the they're running them. He's running them through the whole conversation and they're just like, what are you doing? Type yeah. But they all sort of agree. They're like, they're like, no, like she's shit. Mm. Um, but then he like, then comes, Spike comes Spike in. Comes in yeah. yeah. And he's like, you daft prick. Yeah. <laughs> um, which again, he's like pivotal in like, mm. obviously encouraging Will to get after it. And he sort of realizes that Will it was loves the wrong a, decision. Will loves a sod. I was sodded dog. I've made the wrong decision again, haven't I? So he does love a sod. Yeah. Um, Spike getting in the boot of the car when, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. they're driving through London to yeah. get to the press conference is just so funny. Yeah, there's a few good lines from the car they're rushing to get there. Yeah. Because they know that <laughs> she's probably about to leave London or she's doing the press conference. It's just again, so good. great loyal friends. Mm. They're all in the car. In the, car. The, yeah. the guy's obviously driving like a maniac. Yeah. Um, great line he says James Bond never had to put up with this shit <laughs> um, my mum like loves that line I remember sort of pissing herself at it um, but yeah loyal friends Spike gets out stops traffic yep. and then it's like keep going guys keep yeah. going yeah. <laughs> um, and then the woman in the wheelchair like when they do get to the um, yes hotel is like I'm writing an article about how hotels treat people with disabilities mm, very smart they all play their up. role. Yeah, her they all the drive. Her husband's the driver. Yeah. Yeah, the sister's obviously involved too. It's just, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. And um, what do we think about... Um, actually, we sort of forget that the receptionist at the Ritz mm. who knew the code names... Yes. Um, ...sort of hymns out by saying, like, there is a, a Mrs. like Pocahontas and then yeah. they both, like, kiss him on the cheek. Yep. Um, <laughs> she she always uses like cartoon characters, yeah. She as the nickname or the the aliases, yeah. So he yeah. sort of helps him out as well, um, which is another great scene. But um, what do we think of the press conference itself? Yeah, again, a very different way of mm. uh, um, resolution. I mean, at this point, you're kind of like a bit of an imbecile if you're not kind of seeing the way that it's going to pan out. Yeah, <clears throat> like you know, like cliche rom com ending, but like. You just like are hoping for it. Like I was so going to say though, do you think the way they did it comes across? Maybe not cliche, but cringe because I, I, I could see why people could think that, but at the same time, it is kind of different in mm. some ways. Yeah. I mean, if I was in that room and that was happening in front of me, I'd be like, this is the cringest was, thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. If I was a fellow journalist, I'd be like quite pissed off. I've like, been waiting here all day. Yeah. This guy from Horse and Hound just, like, <laughs> just, chimed, yeah, in just chimed in, randomly got a question. Like it's an irrelevant like yeah. article of like, you know, journalism. Like, <laughs> but imagine confessing your love to someone in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like 200 people in the room. Yeah. It'd be pretty awkward. Also, the only thing that I sort of, I have a little bit of gripes with, but I'm obviously like rooting for Will to make it back up. Um, what is this press conference for? Like they're asking about how long she's mm. going to stay in London and they're asking about her like romantic affairs. Like I don't think actresses, no. actors like do this yeah, thing. It's like it was kind of like- Maybe they did. It was kind of like LeBron when he was like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what? That's, you're an actress. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I know what you mean. Um but it is obviously very satisfying. And again, for Will to like put himself out mm. there, 
Um, <laughs> even the way he's sort of like before he gets in there, he's like like trying to open these like locked doors. He's like he's obviously very um, determined at this point. Yeah. Um, so for him to sort of ask in front of everyone, like, what if this guy was like a daft prick and like made the wrong decision? And then again, her in front of everyone as well. Because she was like fearful of the press before, but now she's obviously like willing to subside that, um, and is like, "Yes, I believe it would." And that she asks for the guy to re-ask how long she's going to stay, and it's indefinitely. They get yeah, the that's, song a, that's the great. Yeah, that's great. She. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, oh, not again. But then I think that montage it sort of shows then. <laughs> that she can have the best of both worlds. Like yeah. they obviously get married, but then there's the scene where he's walking down the red carpet with her, yeah. where he's obviously very fish out of water mm. and that's not his life. But then there's yeah. the other shots of them walking through Notting Hill. And we mentioned them ending up on the bench at the end. So they've sort of found that balance where she's gotten the life that mm. she wanted. He obviously didn't ask for the life of being rich and famous and yeah. going down mm. red carpets, but that's the role that he wants to play for her yeah. to be able to have that life. It's mm. almost a sacrifice on his end. Yeah, And then, yeah, finishing up on that bench and they're having a kid and maybe she's given up acting at this point. Who even knows? Mm. And they so just end awesome. up in Notting Hill. It could be that. I've yeah. always thought that when I see the end of the movie that maybe yeah. she wants to give it up and just have that family and that quiet life in Notting Hill because that's what she's always mm. wanted. Doesn't have to be on diets with the press. Yeah. That type of thing. I know that's not sort of insinuated by the ending, but that's sort of always Questions. something that I've wanted what to take from mm. what I've wanted to take away from it yeah. every time I watch it. Yeah. It is very wholesome. Like they're just sort of she's like lying down, he's reading a book. There's like a you don't really sort of see it, but I noticed it today. Um, they're like holding hands slightly, like over the bench. It's just like they've gotten to the place that they want. Um, and it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I did Lots read of- as I did read as well that that park bench they were on mm. was I think it was sold to like an Australian collector, and he actually moved it into this park in Perth. Really, and it was like a bit of a tourist spot for when people were there yeah. to go check out the bench. And then it actually okay. um, came out that it was actually a duplicate. So it wasn't, oh, even, it was it wasn't even the real bench, <laughs> oh and people were just duped into going no to way. this. So, so I don't think anyone knows where the actual bench is now. <laughs> Damn it! He was... either kept it for himself, or he I'm... got he got scammed. And who, who even knows where it is? But imagine flying all the way to Perth if you were like <laughs> the world's biggest Notting Hill fan. Yeah. And you realize that I it's really real. wanted to go to Perth for that bench, just for that bench. <laughs> and we, you and me, we can reenact. Yeah, we I'll can. Lie on your lap. <laughs> can we hold hands? Yes, okay, it's amazing. Please. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time. Chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.